RVFTA's Campground of the Week is sponsored by Jayco. To view their complete line of RVs, visit jayco.com. And by Yogi Bear's Jellystone Park Camp Resorts. To find a campground near you, visit campjellystone.com. America the Beautiful. There is adventure to be found around every corner. And there is no better way to explore it than by staying at one of our country's 14,000 campgrounds. Our team of correspondents will guide you to the best places to park your rig or pitch your tent. On each week's episode, we'll give a complete review of one campground, location, activities, amenities, best sites, and tons of other insider intel. Plus, we'll talk about regional highlights, food, culture, attractions, family fun, and all things great outdoors. From the East Coast to the West Coast, and from the Great Lakes to the Mississippi Delta, it's time to hit the open road with RVFTA's Campground of the Week. Hey everybody, it's Jeremy and Stephanie from RVFTA.com, and on this episode of Campground of the Week, we are taking you to one of our all-time favorite campgrounds, and if we can convince you to go there, it's going to become one of your favorites too. We're going to take you to Bluebell Campground in Custer State Park. It's one of nine campgrounds in Custer State Park, and we'll talk a little bit about your other options too, and we'll give you a complete review of the lovely and amazing Bluebell. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at... Jayco. Since 1968, Jayco has been providing a way for generations of families to create lasting memories together. Today, Jayco offers everything from camping trailers to gas Class A motorhomes, complete with more standard features and a longer, stronger two-year limited warranty. Jayco gives you the value you're looking for and the peace of mind you deserve. Lots of family fun is to be had around a campfire with a Jayco nearby. For more information, visit your local Jayco dealer or jayco.com. Jayco, generations of family fun. Steph, I would put Bluebell in my top 10 campgrounds. I, I haven't really asked you directly that same question, but would, would you put it as one of your top campgrounds? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, just to get people situated in Custer State Park a little more, it's in South Dakota. And this was part of a trip where we really made the goal to actually explore all of these places in South Dakota that people love, but that they kind of blow through on their way to other big destinations. South Dakota becomes this byway and everybody goes to places and goes, oh my gosh, that was one of the most amazing places ever, but we were only there for one night or we were only there for two nights. And and we made a, a goal after hearing countless people say that on our Facebook group, you know, listeners. We said, no, we're not going to plan anything but a South Dakota trip. Oh, after almost 10 years of camping, I think we've probably heard 100 times yeah. from different people that they regretted that they did not slot in more time for South Dakota. I'll give you an example. Recently in our Facebook group, somebody mapped, you know, gave their itinerary for their trip, which included like South Dakota, Yellowstone, Grand Tetons, all that stuff. And they slotted out one night for Custer State Park. And I looked at that. I'm not trying to be judgmental or jerky, but I just looked at that. And I was like, oh, man, that makes me sad that you're just doing one night at Custer State Park. Because I think, 
Like for Custer, the best way to think about Custer State Park is it is like the size and the scope of a magnificent national park. Yep. It's it's just a state park. Yeah, but- and that's what I really wanted to get to, to your question of whether this was one of my favorite places. Well, yeah, because I think it actually ranks up with any time we've stayed in a world-class national park and explored it. Like this, there was as much to do and it was as beautiful and amazing as staying in the Badlands, as staying in the Great Smokies. staying in Shenandoah. (laughs) Shenandoah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, I mean, this was above and beyond even some of those experiences. So yes, this isn't a place, I think um, you mentioned people staying in Custer for one night. I also think that people go to Mount Rushmore, and they take a day trip, right? Like in their minds, they're there to visit Mount Rushmore, which is about a half hour away. And they think we'll take a day trip to Custer State Park. And, you know, it's just, I want to almost reframe the way people think about Custer. And we'll do that over on the RVFTA podcast, where we're doing an entire podcast on things to do in and around Custer. That podcast, we're going to go over 10 great things mm-hmm. to do in Custer State Park. And the way I judge a destination is is... I mean, at least partly like, how badly do I want to return to this destination when I think about how much I love it? And when I think about our South Dakota trip, which included Badlands, included Mount Rushmore, included the Black Hills, included Custer, which is, I guess, broadly speaking, part of the Black Hills, the place I would want to return to would be Custer State Park. I I mean, I I don't feel the need to go back to Mount Rushmore. I don't feel the need to go back to Crazy Mm -hmm. Horse. I I loved the Badlands. I don't really think I'll ever plan a return trip anytime soon Mm -hmm. unless we're out there. Or you're going through, you know, yeah. Custer, I would really like to go back to because even though we spent, I think, four solid nights there, I really feel like we just started to um, tap the surface of it. Yeah, so Custer State Park is 71,000 acres in the Black Hills of South Dakota, and that's in western South Dakota. It's just about a half hour south of Mount Rushmore, like I just mentioned before, and it's about a half hour north north of Wind Cave and Jewel Cave uh, National Monuments, which is important to note because I did see another person talking about camping near one of those um, two places. And I just did want to point out that if you're anxious to hit those cave national monuments too. I know some people out there are big cave um, fanatics. You can easily camp in, well, in this Wind state park. cave is right next door. It's 30. It was, it's about 25 minutes, but you, you, you could get into Buffalo jams. So yeah. And jewel cave too. So we're, we're, we're at about 20 to 30 minutes away. And by the way, getting into a Buffalo jam or a bison jam, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, it can be a definite be highlight. highlight yeah. Now, so, Bluebell itself is very a very small campground. It's like a small, charming little campground. Only 31 sites and 23 cabins. But you have to remember, there are eight other campgrounds within Custer State Park. A lot, you know, not all of them are necessarily RV friendly. A lot of them are more tenting campgrounds. But we will put a link in the show notes to a page on the South Dakota um, game, fish, and parks website that gives a description of each of the campgrounds. So, like, if you can't get a reservation at Bluebell, or if you just want to maybe try somewhere else, because the other ones are great too, that link will be very useful to you if you want to follow that. Yeah, and you do want, you just mentioned the size of it. Let's just say right now that you do want to book as far in advance as possible because we, I was shocked. Um, somebody in our group last year, um, I think it was like in March or something. It was so early and they said, I'm devastated. I went on to reserve at Bluebell in the, in July and I couldn't get a site. I mean, they were six months you out and they couldn't get a site. A yeah. full year ahead. 
up to your arrival date. I actually called Custer State Park to double check that because I couldn't find it on their website and I really wanted to give you the best information. So like you should be, I mean, for next summer already, like you can try. It's going to be a little bit challenging at this point because these are such small campgrounds. Yeah. But I mean, don't give up hope. Give it a shot and see if you can get in there for next summer. But this is a trip you plan like a year ahead if possible. All right. So Bluebell Campground is one of the reasons why we picked it is because it really is one of the most scenic places in the park. Game Lodge is another great campground option for RV owners, but it is a little more out in the open, a little less tucked away, whereas Bluebell is super scenic. It's very woodsy. Um, it's very quiet. It's along the French Creek. Um, to quote the website, it's, oh, okay. <laughs> it's, nestled, it's nestled in a ponderosa pine forest near French Creek. And it truly, nestled is the perfect word. Mm-hmm. It is just like this cozy little campground carved out of the landscape. And the one near Game Lodge looked beautiful too. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. If we the whole place is beautiful. Yeah, if we couldn't get reservations at Bluebell, I would be perfectly happy to try the campground near Game Lodge. It's right off the road. It's not like a busy high. I mean, it's a highway, but a highway in South Dakota is a heck of a And in the state park, you know, yeah. Within the park. Right. And you're also very um, close to a lot of other things when you stay at that game lodge campground. It's probably easier. We, you know, we just want it to be a little tucked away. Yeah. If any any of our listeners have stayed at game lodge, I would love to get a little email. Like Jeremy at rvfta.com. Just drop me a line. Tell me what it was like staying at game lodge. Gretchen from boxycolonial.com. I'm almost positive that they stayed at game lodge and I'm almost positive that she probably has a review somewhere of it. So I'll double check that um, to try to put it in the show notes if All right, we can. Great. Now, the other thing I want to say about like what Bluebell looks like, when we pulled in and we were in that rented um, Jayco hybrid that we rented for the trip, we backed into our site. There were people riding by our site on horseback. There's a tra- there was a trail right behind our site. And at that moment, I was like magically transported. You know, it's just one of those magical moments that you get when you're RVing or camping sometimes. I was like, this place is really a a special place. Yeah, and the camp hosts um, introduced themselves within minutes um, to welcome us and to give us some, you know, information about wildlife and the dog. It was really nice. They noticed that we had Maggie with us and they just wanted to make sure that we knew all of the ways, you know, to, um, to live peaceably besides the wildlife in the park. And they told us about um, the deer that go through. And we were there probably maybe a half hour before we saw the first deer come wandering through and feeding with, um, it was a mommy deer and two of her little young. And it was just like, the kids are just blown away. Generally speaking, like the the wildlife was magnificent in the Badlands. It, It was beyond magnificent here. I mean, the highlight of the entire stay was seeing hundreds and hundreds of bison all over Custer State Park. And they were near the road. And one of the tips... In the road. (laughs) In the road. uh, And sometimes the herds were split on either side of the road. And it, it was incredible. And one of the tips we got was that... Like during the Sturgis bike rally, the bison apparently get a little bit scared and they kind of go further away from the road. We were there far enough after Sturgis. They had that kind of they come were, back yeah, down. They yeah, they were like all over the roads. And when we saw bison in Badlands, like 
we needed binoculars. They were mm-hmm. pretty far away. But here it was like you were just like staring right into the eye of a bison as you drive by. It, it was incredible. Yeah. And wildlife is, you know, very much a highlight here. And that's one of the reasons why I feel like it's worth it to stay in Custer and not necessarily um, in one of the other campgrounds and just visit for the day. You do really have to be in a place and kind of constantly driving around to benefit because as we talk about over on the RBFTA podcast about Custer, you know, at any given time, you could drive from point A to point B and not see anything. But then the next drive back, all of a sudden you're surrounded by, you know, 500 bison and being there makes that happen. Several times people pulled over and asked us like, have you seen the bison? Mm -hmm. You know, so you, if you just go in one day, you could miss them. Right. Another thing I want to point out, somebody on Facebook um, while we were there said, well, why are you guys staying at Rafter J and Custer State Park? They're half an hour away. Like somebody thought we were just like stupid or something. And, and, <laughs> we and hadn't not, done our geographical not, like, research. Yeah, we weren't understanding like, <laughs> oh, it's the same thing. You're, you're so close. That It's two different worlds to yeah. me, camping inside Custer. Mm-hmm. And when we were camping inside Custer, we didn't really leave except to go to Wind Cave. And then going over to Rafter J and being right by Mount Ruth- Rushmore and getting the Rafter J experience well worth making it two stops. Like, yeah, I, mean, so, I would have been sad to miss That's just either. the way we do things, and sometimes it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. When we went to the Great Smokies, we stayed in three different campgrounds in three different parts of the Smokies, on the North Carolina side, on the Tennessee side, because we don't want to get in the car and drive an hour and a half every day there and back to see different areas of the park. We like to really immerse ourselves in one area. We do the same thing in Acadia. We stay at the Bar Harbor KOA and then drive... 40 minutes to say it's Scudic. We're, we're slow travel people. <laughs> yeah. Let's like, be honest. I think that's just our style. Like the idea of that two-week trip where you do um, South Dakota, Mount Rushmore, Yellowstone. Yeah, it's not for us. Grand Tetons. Like it, that's not for me. And we I'm like not, more of the immersion. But we'll do four night, four night, four night. But we just like to do it more in a, clo- like a close together area where we really dive into those areas like the Badlands and immerse ourselves in it instead of driving to the Badlands one day, driving to Custer one day driving to Mount Rushmore all day, all from a centralized campground, maybe say at like the Palmer Gulch, Gulch KOA. Like people do that. And I'm not criticizing anybody. I know everybody has different amounts of time for things. And some people just, that's the time they have and they want to go from place to place very quickly. But, you know, thankfully we've been able to not do that for us, for our family's travel style. Let's talk about the individual sites at Bluebell. They're sort of carved into the landscape um, in a very organic, natural way. So a few of them are a little quirky. Um, like the people that had the site next to us, the site fit a huge RV, but um, they struggled to get in and they struggled to get out. So there's that little bit of an issue. Like, But the, they did. And they, they were did. big fifth wheels. So like, I don't want to overstate, you know, how difficult it yeah. is. It just takes a little maneuvering. But like, there were many big fifth wheels in this campground. Yeah, yeah. Large rigs can go here. You might have a little, you know, discomfort getting in and out, but you'll be able to. We had site 5A and we loved it. I mean, I think that, remember, we were in like a 24, 22, 24 foot hybrid. Would you, Do you think that the 34 foot toy hauler would have been fine in our I think site. so. And I think the angle of getting in would have been okay. Um, this, I didn't know on the map when I was looking at it, I didn't think that I would love this site. It was, I didn't have a lot of um, choice by the time we had booked. Um, 
because it was near the cabins, but it actually created a really nice big play area for the kids. So that wasn't a bad thing. And it was the close but not too close thing to the bathhouses, which we were using because we didn't have sewer. You're reminding me. I kind of forgot. Like when we booked, and I can't, we bought, we didn't book that that early. Um, we, there was only like five sites left. But you got to remember, there's not that many sites to begin right. with. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I thought too, like, oh man, this isn't necessarily the best site, but I, I, think I was. I might have booked in January. I, I think here's the golden rule for Bluebell and call it an insider detail. There's not a bad site, like in terms of how beautiful the sites right. are. They're all pretty sites. Yeah. It's just a matter of you getting your rig in and out. Yeah. So, um, also, the um, amenities are important to talk about here because we are going to talk about all of the state park offerings over on the RVFTA podcast. So we're just talking about what is right here in Bluebell Campground right now. And the bathhouses are worth spending time on because we came from the Badlands, which had awful, dirty coin showers. And we went here to Bluebell and the sh- bathhouses were beautiful, clean, hot, Hot water, great water pressure, everything you want in a campground bathroom. <laughs> we, it was worth spending time in these bathrooms. The boys were in love with these bathrooms. They they, every night, they're like, two showers take a, a day. shower? Morning shower. And they're over there like, taking <laughs> long, luxurious showers. Making uh, up for being it, so dirty it's before like that. It's like a bathroom at like a, a lodge or something. It's very much similar. A lot of our listeners know our um, Assateague Island very campground. Similar. Really Very similar to just those beautiful, clean, wonderful bathhouses. And there was a state park worker in and out cleaning up, you know, all day long. So I'm glad we went from Badlands to Custer and not the other way around because we were relying on the showers a bit more at some of these campgrounds. And um, I mean, like the Badlands would have been such a letdown if that was um, after Custer. Yeah. Now the amphitheater is right next to that bathhouse area and right there in the campground, which is really nice. They have um, ranger programs, not on an everyday basis, but like during the high summer, it was almost it every was day. It was close. Mm-hmm. It was certainly like wraparound through the weekends. And we did a great ranger program from a really awesome, dynamic, young, like 22-year-old ranger. And it was on like hiking safety tips for the Black Hills. And I really loved this talk because it was so specific to the park and to that region. And then when we did go on a hike the next day, it was, it was useful and informative. Yeah. And then now right the campground is sort of like almost attached, you know, it's like right around the corner, like a quick walk to the Bluebell Lodge where people are staying there in more of a lodge setting. And then also near the Bluebell like camp store, um, which is completely fully stocked and it has a complete gift shop. You could do all your Christmas shopping in the summer for your friends. You know, there was really nice also indigenous um items too, like local craftspeople and everything were making. Some of the native tribes had different um, items for sale in that. Absolutely. But if you just wanted like a Custer State Park t-shirt or something like that, or stickers that had all that stuff. And let me just say this, like, I know that we, you know, Stephanie and I know that some of our listeners do occasionally do trips that are not in the RV. And for some of you, that's sacrilege to mention. And for other of you, that's a way of life you embrace. Um, Like to fly into like rapid city and to rent a car and to just drive into Custer and stay in one of these lodges would be epic. Oh, a bucket list trip for sure. I think that you're right on for that. If you're listening to this right now, if you're one of our listeners that this is a million miles away from where you live, I think, you know, and it would take you so long to drive there, whatever. I think that's a fantastic. And 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 then I would recommend staying in one place, right? Go ahead, stay at a lodge, and you can easily drive to Mount Rushmore. You can see 
all the major states in this area staying at a lodge at, at Bluebell. At the Bluebell Lodge, like bar, right? There was a nice bar in there. Oh, yeah, there nice little cozy, like, the, the cute wagon, bar. which yep. we'll talk about in the RVFTA episode, the epic chuck wagon dinner meal, which is one of the all-time greatest travel hi- highlights of my life. We'll talk about it on the other podcast, but that departs right from this lodge as well. So the lodges are really cool, too. And for those of you, I mean, we know we have listeners that don't own an RV. You're RV dreaming or whatever. Like, this would be a top place for, like, the cabin lodge situation. Yeah. Now, um, so... Connectivity. For the most part, cell service is pretty strong throughout the park. There's definitely places where you lose signal, especially on some of the scenic highways, Needles Highway, where you get a little more. I think out at Sylvan Lake, I had zero signal for the entire time we were out there. So definitely plan ahead for that. But for the the main areas of the park, you you do have cell signal. Wi-Fi is um, only existent in some of those visit um, lodge lobbies, even not in the actual lodge like rooms themselves and in fact they kind of give you a little bit of a lecturing enjoy your time here with your people and don't worry so much about connecting on the website which is really funny because a lot of places don't do that you know <laughs> these days but they did a little finger wagging and say you know get over the, the lack of wi-fi <laughs> right, we got a little bit more info for you on bluebell and you're going to want to stay tuned for that uh, but first we have a sponsored message from our friends at yogi bears jellystone park camp resorts. Jellystone Parks have everything your family needs to make long-lasting camping memories, and now is the perfect time to book your stay for an activity-packed theme weekend coming up for the year ahead of us. You've got to know that right now, the best, most amazing Jellystones around the country are booking out, especially for your holiday weekends, like Memorial Day and um, July, you know, July 4th weekend, and you want to get your reservation. In. You're going to enjoy all of the pools, the splash pads. Some of them have water slides, you know, nonstop activities for your kids from saying the pledge with Yogi in the morning to coloring in cartoons, you know, to laser tag, of course, is at the top of our boys' lists always. I'd say for Max and Theo and Wes, like that is like the thing they want to do the most at a yogi. Yeah, sticking with our South Dakota theme for this episode, definitely check out our review of the Sioux Falls Jellystone, which we stopped at on our way back over, and it was such a what nice a surprise. Ga- what an awesome gateway campground. Mm-hmm. Like that campground where you stop, you recharge the battery, you dump the tanks, whatever you need to do, and then you you know, you know plunge into that the rest of that South Dakota road trip. Yeah, or if you're going the other way, if you're here first and then you're heading east, definitely stay there on your way out of South Dakota. Give your kids, right, you've done all this like state park, national park stuff, give them a break and let them play in the pool for a little while and at the splash pad. It was one of the nicest like mid-sized yogis I've yeah. ever seen. All right, sure. go to campjellystone.com to find a Jellystone Park near you. All right, customer service at Bluebell, everyone was super nice and super friendly, but there wasn't like a ranger presence within the campground. You've got to remember Custer State Park is gigantic and the uh, the game lodge and the welcome center are a drive away at that point. So I felt though that the camp co- hosts were remarkably um, engaging and very helpful even to the extent that they um, clued us in about the dump station situation um, so that we saved ourselves some trouble. That's right. Because there's no dump station here in this campground. You have to go over more towards the game lodge and she was saying 
look, you can use it. It's a little bit of a hassle to get there from here, and it's in the other direction. But they had those nice clean bathrooms, and we just like yeah. Didn't so use we were like, you know, what? we'll just dump when we get to the private campground. We didn't need to dump because we were going to a private campground with full hookups straight from there. So because of her advice, we actually didn't use the dump station. Stephanie, the more we talk about this trip, the more <laughs> I, I just feel like, oh my god, I loved this trip. I mean, to go from Badlands. To Custer State Park, to Rafter J. I, you know, I'm sure we'll have greater trips at some point in our lives. And, you know, maybe like Olympic overall was a greater trip, but this was just an awesome family trip. All right, so insider details the website says that Bluebell is closed for the spring of 2019 for renovations. I would definitely call and just like make sure and get the dates on that if you're trying to go in the spring. Um, I called Custer State Park and somebody picked up the phone and answered my question. So it's it's easy enough to give them a ring and just see what's going on with that. Um, maybe they're, I don't know hey, what they're I doing to make it nicer. I want to say that about Custer you know? State Park in general is that every single time I called, it was easy to talk to someone who knew what they were talking about, about various things that we booked while we were there. Good, good point. And you know, Maine State Parks are like that too, actually. You can give them a ringy ding. Um, I think that's it in terms of insider details. Now, for Nobody's Perfect, I, I was doing the notes for this show the other day, and I sat there for like eight minutes scratching my head about what to do for Nobody's Perfect. Yeah, I, It was a blank. I drew a blank, and I was like, I'm not going to spend another five minutes of my life trying to find something to criticize about Bluebell. <laughs> yeah. You loved it. Yeah, it was great. I just loved it. It was ideal. Yeah, I mean, it's a if, perfect campground. If you show up and you booked a site that says a 30-foot rig fits and you have a little trouble getting in, but I, it's a state park. I just always feel like that's part of the deal when you book a site at a state park. It could be a little tricky to get in. All right. Now, for all of the things that we did in and around Custer State Park, definitely head over to RVFTA and listen to um, the top 10 things to do in and around Custer State Park. Remember, this is also part of our larger South Dakota suite of podcasts where we did 12 tips for visiting Mount Rushmore, and we also did greetings from Badlands National Park. So we have campground recommendations and activity, food, all that kind of stuff, recommendations for all of these places. And that's all over the last two months we've done all that content. Yeah, an easy way to do it. So I know that some people are like, well, where is this stuff? It's all on rvfta.com. And an easy way to find it is to type in to your Google search engine, RVFTA South Dakota. And then what happens is it takes you to a tag page, basically, on our website, where everything that we've tagged South Dakota pops up in a nice list, and you can pick and choose. So that's just like a shortcut way to find all these things in one place. We've got good search engine visibility. If there's anything, if you want to know if we've covered something, and you just type into Google, RVFTA Great Blank, Smoky Mountains, yeah. mm-hmm. RVFTA Peanut Butter and Jelly, RVFTA, <laughs> Do we have a recipe for that? RVFTA Tire Blowouts. I'm joking a little bit, but for major destinations, destinations and major topics. We've probably done some great content on that. And just put in RVFTA and the topic you want on Google. It should take you right there. Yeah, absolutely. And then also go over there to find the link to a really nice, succinct rundown of all of the campgrounds that are there. Remember, you also have Game Lodge. We think that that's your other best bet if you're traveling in an RV. Yeah. Yeah. For the RV owners out there, it's Bluebell and Game Lodge. Then after that, um, I'll, uh, there's 
there's Lake Legion. There's yeah. A lot Mm -hmm. of them are like for small RVs, pop up campers, Mm -hmm. and tents. Um, They might not have electric hookups. You just need to look closely. This is a power link. It'll get you to all the information you need on all nine campgrounds in Custer State Park. If you have enjoyed this podcast and you love Campground of the Week, please consider leaving us a nice review in iTunes. Yeah, we never ask for that. I'll call it a Christmas (laughs) present. Yeah, give us a holiday present. And a lot of you. Thank you so much. So many of you have left left us reviews for RV Family Travel Atlas for that podcast. And then maybe you got a little lazy and you're like, I'm not going to review Campground (laughs) of the Week. You know, it's like the ugly stepchild. And um, we would sure appreciate it if you left us a review for Campground of the Week, too, which is not an ugly stepchild at all. No. And also, if you want to chat with other people that have done fantastic things in South Dakota, make sure you join our private Facebook group where there's no cranks allowed, RVFTA, the group over on Facebook. And a lot of people are going to South Dakota next time. Yeah. So it's a nice little reference and resource. And then everybody else who's gone pipes in and everybody's always asking how many days this, how many days that. So it's a really nice way to kind of crowdsource. You might be able to meet up with some other RVFTA listeners out in South Dakota. I, unfortunately, we won't be there because we yeah. were there this last summer. <laughs> we will see you at another campground. And maybe that campground will be in Glacier National Park because oh, the you trips can't help yourself. are being planned. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.